I just really want to inspire other people. Um, I'm so young and I just like, I want people to understand that they can do more than just school, um, that they can do both. And, um, just like that muscles are beautiful and that that's, I just, if I can inspire anyone by doing what I do, that's what motivates me to do it. This is episode number 74 with Brooke Wells and Jessica Griffith. This episode is brought to you by Mobility Wad. Do you struggle to get into good positions in your training and workouts? Are your movement compensations causing you undue pain and grief? MWAD's belief is that every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. For nearly 10 years, Mobility Wad has been the go-to for the world's best athletes and teams. Do you know what hundreds of Olympic and world-class athletes, professional teams in the NFL, MLB, basketball, hockey, rugby, and soccer, and dozens of universities all have in common? They use Mobility Wad to train and compete at their best. I first took Dr. Kelly Surrett's movement and mobility course in 2013, and since then have read his books and followed his videos for ideas on how to address my own movement restrictions. But sometimes having all this information can become overwhelming, which is why I think the real genius is in the MWOD subscription. As part of this subscription, you have access to not only hundreds of hours of video content that can be filtered based on your specific questions, but also a daily 10-minute Mobility Wad video. You just log in and follow Kelly's instructions as if he is there coaching you in person for 10 minutes per day. You may pick up certain exercises that you wish to incorporate on a regular basis before or after your workouts. But at the very least, by following this daily program, you know you are addressing a wide range of movement patterns and body parts on a regular basis without having to think about it. I often do these sessions first thing in the morning or before bed as a way to wind down from the day. In addition, you have access to an on-ramp sequence and a 14-day mobility challenge that helps you understand the basics and identify the areas you personally need to focus on. You can lean on the MWOD community and discussion boards to learn from others who have been through similar situations or injuries. And if you need more personalized help, you can use the MWOD list to find a like-minded practitioner in your area. It's easy to become part of the Mobility Wad community, but for being a Pursuing Health listener, you can receive 20% off an annual membership with code Julie Fouché. That's J-U-L-I-E-F-O-U-C-H-E-R. Just visit www.mobilitywad.com. Full potential, full power. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Pursuing Health. Just last weekend, I had the opportunity to sit down with perennial CrossFit Games athletes and Midwest favorites, Brooke Wells and Jessica Griffith. And we had spent the weekend at Scott Panchik's Rogue Winter Classic, which was presented in association with CrossFit, not too far from my home here in Cleveland. I was really excited to sit down with both Brooke and Jess because, number one, they're both super sweet. And number two, they're dedicated not only to their CrossFit Games training, but they also are each committed to school and careers outside of CrossFit. And I think that's something that's more and more unique among CrossFit Games competitors nowadays. So we spent some time chatting about their evolution as CrossFit Games athletes, how they balance their training with school and work, and what practices they're most excited about using to prepare for their upcoming 2018 CrossFit Games season. 
a little bit of background about each of them before we get started. First, Brooke is a three-time CrossFit Games athlete. She made her first appearance after winning the Central Regional at just 19 years of age, and she's consistently one of the top 20 fittest women in the world, finishing 16th in 2015, 6th in 2016, and 14th in 2017. And in addition to her full training schedule, Brooke, Brooke attends school at the University of Missouri, where she's earning her business degree. Jessica Griffith is also a three-time CrossFit Games athlete, and she made her rookie debut as an individual this past year in 2017. She works full-time as an emergency room nurse at a level one trauma center in St. Louis, and she enjoys how many people she's been able to help on a daily basis through her work. She successfully balances her long work hours with a rigorous training schedule that helps prepare her for the challenges of competing at the Games. A few quick reminders before we get started. First, if you're enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a rating. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. You can check out my online training programs through Beyond the Whiteboard at trainwithjuliefouché.com. And finally, please remember that although I'm now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So here we go. Let's get started with episode number 74 of Pursuing Health featuring Brooke Wells and Jessica Griffith. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm super excited to be here with Jessica Griffith and Brooke Wells. And we just finished up a fun weekend at the Rogue Winter Classic in association with CrossFit um, that Scott Panchik helped to put together this year. And you both are from Missouri, or currently living in Missouri, yeah. correct? Yeah. So thanks for coming up to Cleveland. Yeah. I think everyone had an awesome time. Um, but I'm interested in how both of you ended up, maybe where you grew up and then how you ended up in Missouri right now. Okay, um, so I grew up most of my life in Arkansas and then um, lived in Tulsa for about seven years and moved back to Arkansas. And then um, when I graduated from high school, I did my first year of college at the University of Arkansas. Okay. And my twin sister went to Mizzou and um, we didn't like being parted. Um, <laughs> we just talked about this. It was kind of a last minute decision. <laughs> yes. Um, she got a track scholarship like two months before school had started. Okay. So we had planned room together and everything. So she left me. And Aww. then <laughs> <laughs> um, we planned on doing like our four years separate, mm -hmm. but we didn't like being apart. Um, we kind of decided that like over Christmas break, we get like a month together. Okay. And then it was even harder going back mm. apart after yeah. being together for a month. So we're like, we don't want to ever do this again. <laughs> so then I um, went to Mizzou because she was the one with a scholarship. That's kind okay. of how we decided um, to go there. And so now I'm finishing up my last year in school. So I like, go to Mizzou and we'll see where I go at the end of next year. From there. Yeah. That's so exciting. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that you're in your last semester. Yeah, I'm ready to be done, but it's been good. <laughs> what about you, Jess? So I was born in Rhode Island. Oh, okay. And when I was in first grade, I actually moved to Ohio. I lived in Columbus for eight years. We moved back to Rhode Island, mm -hmm. uh, finished out high school there, and then I went to a private Christian college in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Um, and then after I it was the same college that my mom went to, so when I graduated, when I graduated, my whole family ended up moving to Missouri, so I stayed and got a, jo a nursing job, mm -hmm. 
And then that's actually where I met Brooke was in Springfield, Missouri at the gym that I started going to after graduation. And then I moved up to St. Louis, not this past September, but this one before 2016. Uh, So I'm in St. Louis now. Awesome. Yeah. And I know Brooke, you found CrossFit while you were still in high school, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you guys can each talk about like how you found CrossFit and how it, what sports you did before and how it kind of evolved for you. Um, Yeah, I did my whole childhood. I was a gymnast. Mm -hmm. So um, gymnast until about ninth grade. And then I quit gymnastics like um, the first semester of school and went to track. So I was in track for all four years because it was like the season is second half of the year. Mm -hmm. So um, ran track all of high school. And then that was when I found CrossFit. It was just um, going from gymnastics to track was super different because I was working out a lot during Mm -hmm gymnastics but not during track so just did CrossFit to kind of have something else to do keep me busy and in shape for track and then and it's so different too I remember like I did gymnastics and track in high school and they were different seasons and I would be doing track and I'd feel like I was in such great shape and then I would go back to gymnastics and do like some squats or like climb a rope and I would be so sore the next day because it's just completely different yeah it is um and another thing I think that I enjoyed about CrossFit was just that, like, I wasn't just running in circles all day. It was something different mm-hmm. all the time. So, um, I mean, I had the dream of, like, doing track in college, and um, I just ended up, like, liking CrossFit a lot better. And it was cool that my sister still ran track, so we kind of, like, we've always been competitive through our whole lives, mm-hmm. so we finally, like, found our own thing, so... That's nice. And there's still a lot of running in CrossFit, so yeah, you I don't know. miss it. Did you, what events did you run when you were in high school? Um, I did the 300 hurdles. That was my best. Okay. And then um, I did like the 4x100, four 4x400. By four by and then even like when I lived in Oklahoma, we had a 4x200, which was like the best because. That was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the perfect distance. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like the 100 is too short and the 400 is too long. Right. So. I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Jess? And then I did, all through high school, I played sports. I was never like your all-star athlete, but I just loved doing everything. I mm-hmm. Cheerleading was my big thing. Um, I, che- I actually cheered in college, but I pole vaulted. I oh, me too. I track. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I loved it. It was so I only fun. Did it, I was really good at it my freshman year, but then I gained weight, so I had to go up you, pole vaulting's based on body weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sophomore through senior year was not as successful as my freshman year. <laughs> um, I played volleyball. I, I swam for a season and that was a wreck. Track, <laughs> um, cheerleading, swim, volleyball. Yeah, so four, four sports. Wow. And then cheered in college my freshman year um, at, you know, small private school. And then I wanted to go to a big, like I, growing up in Columbus, I my dream was to be an Ohio State cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always... I just wasn't small enough, um, and you had to be a flyer to be at a big school. So okay. for my, my whole senior year, I worked really hard to try to get more flexible because <laughs> I'm not flexible <laughs> at all, <laughs> and um, just tried to form my body into what a flyer on a college cheerleading squad would look like, and it just wasn't happening. <laughs> so I was realistic about that dream and just went to a small private school and remained as a base and on the cheer squad mm-hmm. and I was a tumbler I uh, loved doing backflips backhand springs all day long um, and then I started the nursing program my sophomore year and I was working cheerleading and nursing and it just was too much for the equation so cheerleading was the thing I put down and then when I graduated college is when I found CrossFit um, and my dad was a bodybuilder 
and was always super into fitness and working out. So I grew up with kind of that background. And so when I found CrossFit between the gymnastics background that I kind of created for myself and my dad's weightlifting, it kind of all just fell into place and kind of just caught on to it. And like everybody, it just, I became addicted, Mm -hmm. was hooked. And it's funny how those things, even that year of swimming, I'm sure you are like, wow, I'm so glad I did (laughs) that because it makes such a difference how those things all come together. Being in Rhode Island, you know, you're swimming in the ocean all the time. So like going out to California and doing the ocean swims, Mm -hmm. it was like, I loved it. I was, I felt like I was at peace and like I was back in my mermaid days, you know, (laughs) Oh, that's so because living in Missouri, you have no, you have the lakes, but when you live at the ocean, it just doesn't compare. And so getting back out to California and doing the ocean swims for those events, it was like, this is where I belong, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I remember when she made the games, I'm like, yes, we can train swimming together. Like (laughs) us Midwest girls are so bad at swimming. And then we start like swimming. I'm like, Jess, are you like a good swimmer? (laughs) And she's like, I mean, I grew up in Rhode Island. I used to swim all the time. Like, great. But uh, in Rhode Island on the swim team, I was not. My my swim coach, we call it. I don't want to stop really politically correct. It was the slow lane for lack of better term. And I was in the slow lane the whole season and not, not good on the, their standards. So, but again, it's with CrossFit, <laughs> it's about like having that being a little bit good yeah, at everything and you're not going to be stand out necessarily, right. but yeah. I, d- I didn't drown, you know, so I made, made yeah. it through the swim every time <laughs> at, at the games this year. I was like, not once. I only thought I was going to die once. <laughs> yeah. I only thought about quitting like three times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when is an improvement from the year before <laughs> yeah oh that's too funny so when did you guys know that you wanted to compete in CrossFit or that you wanted competing to be a big part of your life um I think I did my first competition I mean it was scaled but um yeah. I mean I won and then I was just kind of like wow like that was my first competition maybe I should like actually see how this goes yeah. And, um, I mean, I just did it for fun. I was just doing local competitions for a really long time. Um, and then, I mean, I was just going to school and training and decided to do like my first regionals. Like I really was just doing it for fun. I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I'll try to get in the top 10. Mm-hmm. And that was the year that I had won. <laughs> so just like crazy. Like, how hmm, This is yeah. going well. <laughs> so, I mean, I really didn't expect to make it to the games or even plan on it. Mm-hmm. Um, after I made it, I was like, wow, I really need to get in some water now. Like, <laughs> um, I, it wasn't intentional. So that was really cool. And that's when I kind of decided, like, I want to see how far I can go in this. And for me, uh, I started CrossFit in August of 2013 and I did my first scaled competition that October. Um, and again, it was just kind of unintentional. <clears throat> um, it was something that I loved and, mm-hmm. you know, it, kind of developed pretty quickly and um I guess I don't know like into the first year I after I experienced the open experience watching a couple we had a couple individuals at our gym at regionals and a team and I, was, and I think that was the year Elizabeth Akin Wally snatched 180 pounds and I was like wow, wow. Like, <laughs> what a cool moment you know um and I I've always been somebody to you know set streams that are way out of reach and I was like I think it'd be cool to compete individually one day and mm-hmm. So probably 2014 regionals time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had the time to do it with my job. I was on, I'm like, I only work three days a week. And so it just kind of kept chipping away at it. And we took a team to the games twice. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to try regionals individually. Went and then ended up qualifying for the games. And it was 
awesome. Really, really awesome. Do you guys have, what are some of your favorite moments from the games? Maybe favorite moments and then like least favorite moments or maybe those um, moments that you mentioned when you thought you wanted to quit. <laughs> it's funny you asked that because one of my favorite moments are actually from regionals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's that time, um, 15 muscle ups. Yes. And um, you were standing there cheering <laughs> me on because, I mean, you were stuck there because of your foot. Yeah. And I was stuck there just because I was horrible at muscle ups. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was just so cool to have you standing there and cheering me on, um, oh. like, because I was having trouble with it. That's one of my favorite. Um, that was so impressive that, like, you were just so dominant that in, like, all the events that you could struggle a little bit on muscle ups yeah, and still win. It was so yeah. impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, that was probably one of my favorite, even though it was, it's crazy because it was like one of my worst performances ever, but it was still like just so cool. Um, yeah, I think that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, favorite moment so far, again, at regionals, um, it winning the first event on the, uh, you know, it was first individual regional, first individual event. I didn't expect to do well on the first event and I ended up winning and it was just really cool because everybody that I'd spent the year training with was right at the end of my lane oh, cool. and they were going nuts and it was to and I was watching Brooke and Chrissy Aramo um and Kelly Jackson we were all neck and neck right in the last round and I don't know uh, about that <laughs> <laughs> okay Kelly and Chrissy Aramo. <laughs> um and it was just like a fight to the end and uh just a t and I kept miscounting my reps on my air squad I, we had to do what 12 each round or something something like that and I kept doing 10 like 10 was just the it like seems like a reasonable yeah, number yeah. yeah and um so messing up and having to come back and then being able to f run to the finish with you know Sarah Sigmund's daughter Stacey Tovar Brooke Wells all those huge names out on the floor yeah um that actually happened to me my first year too really? with Randy um, oh with the reps yeah or no just like first regional oh. individual workout mm -hmm. winning it's just like did that put a lot of pressure on you like being your first regional as an individual good pressure, and then, good pressure. okay it's like it just gives you like wow like like i, I can do this like, like, your confidence workout, like a yeah. Bit. yeah i can do this it yeah. was like totally i belong motivating. here yeah mm -hmm. and then the second event at regionals i loved like it was a great wheelhouse workout for me so i got a first place and then a second place mm -hmm. and so for the rest of the weekend it was just like Okay, I can do this. You're doing yeah. this, and if you're gonna do it, go do it. And super, like, just a, I'll never forget it. It's super cool. All the hard work had paid off. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome that you both said regionals events because I feel like when I think back, like regionals to me was so stressful. It is the most and stressful like, and rewarding. Yeah, and rewarding. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like all the, you know, all of that stress is worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. But, um, but that's cool. Even like the first event, that that's some of your favorite memories. Yeah. Um, I didn't I mean, have a really bad event at the games, the bike event. I guess oh. you didn't really like that event. <laughs> Why are we bringing up the bike? <laughs> no, it wasn't the bike event, Brooklyn. Like, it was the the practice for the bike. <laughs> All of the bike was just bad. But I, I had a huge tumble on the bike in front of everybody. Me too. And four I'm, of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> four. <laughs> but that was during practice. It wasn't race time. <laughs> Um, don't you have video footage of yours though? Uh, I guess I like showed it. I never saw it. I'm still waiting to find someone with yeah. video footage of my epic crash. And um, if anybody has that, please send it to me. Um, <laughs> That's but it was so like, funny. This, it was a, people like, Oh, did you fall over the logs? No, I, it was on the straightaway. <laughs> 
going as fast as I possibly can, yeah. hit a divot, and went skyrocketed oh, wow. myself, tumbling and front flips, and my bike is coming tumbling down on top of me, and oh it was gosh. you know over the it was not the finish. We had to cross the finish line three times to do the or twice to do the three laps, and um, so it was where everybody could see, and then they did uh, the one thing that immediately popped into my head was if you crash on the bike just get out of the way so people coming yeah, don't, don't run, run over, over. so i immediately thank god immediately remembered that booked it to the sideline put my chain back on and had had to do a whole nother lap and it was just like <laughs> this is miserable <laughs> um, i think some of my favorite events are like not even the ones that i like do the best in right. mm-hmm. it's more of the ones that like i surprise myself mm-hmm. like i'm improving and like yeah just events like that are so cool that you're like wow i actually like did well for myself on this so right can like you think the, of like the muscle up workout at the games yeah where both like no we didn't do great but it was good for us personally yeah i mean like one um this year was like the um run run swim mm-hmm. i've never been like a great swimmer mm-hmm. and a 16th place to me was like a first in my book yeah. so um just chipping away at getting better at stuff that you're bad at is some of my like favorite memories Mm -hmm. so true how about some of those moments that that you wanted to quit (laughs) this one um (laughs) I don't know what it is about this one like I trained for all year but Mm -hmm. I think it's just all of us being in the water together it's just really scary yeah um I think that's one of the moments it's just like I don't want to be in this water any longer um this year was a really rough year on me um I never wanted to quit but I just like there were times that of course I just like wanted to give up, Mm -hmm. um, like having three events in a row that were really bad. Um, normally if I have like one bad event, I can kind of like let it go and forget about it. And like people don't even really notice it's a long weekend, Mm -hmm. but when it's the first three events, it's like tough. Yeah. You are in a really big hole. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say just putting all those together was really difficult. Um, another one that was really hard was, the trail run 2016 Mm. those were probably the worst events for me like just mentally yeah for sure um I was not a particular event but there was a point in the weekend we had it was we had two or three workouts in the Coliseum and I time capped all of them and I I was yet like I started joking I was like okay I guess my goal this weekend is just to finish a workout you know get on the finish line where you could stand up on the little platform um, and that sucks. Like it's just a crappy feeling here to feel you know, like you, on the you're main, not even finishing the workout. Yeah. Right. You're on the main stage and you're supposed to be best of the best and you can't even get the time cap. And that's really discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone mentioned it this weekend. It's like, you just have to take it one workout at a time and just do what you know what to do. Um, don't get discouraged by the last one. Don't think about the next event. Just do what you can on this event right now and move forward with it. Mm-hmm. But it and it was nice because Brooke and I we were hallmates in the hotel okay. at the games this year so every night we'd kind of go back and debrief together and she was so awesome she like held my hand the whole way it being my rookie year mm-hmm. um well thanks I know <laughs> I loved it. that makes a huge difference because yeah, the does. first year it's so like you just don't know how things go you don't right. know what to expect and the thing is you know everybody there because you've been following them but they don't know don't care right. who you are right. and it's like so she was so sweet to just like hold my hand and bring me in and guys, this is Jess. And, um, so really appreciate that. Um, but we, yeah, we'd like both go back to the hotel at the end of the night and, um, it's just like, this sucks. Like, uh, you know, it just, <laughs> but we just kept encouraging each other to keep going. Like, 
you can do this. And even like the obstacle course, it was like, we just had to encourage each other on Mm -hmm. that. And um, I think for us, it started off worse and got better. Right. Yeah. The first couple of events were kind of beat us both up. And it's so interesting how different it can be if it, and like how your games experience as a whole can be, if it starts off that way versus if it starts off really well and finishes rough, it's like, it can completely change your perspective. Well, that's what I was having the conversation with my buddy the other night. He was like, you know, do you, what do you, because I got 34th at the games, which is on, to me, that's not impressive. Like it's. But for your first year. Yeah. The whole world. (laughs) Anyone else would say. You're there. (laughs) You've made it to the games. Like, yes. But like, to me, I wasn't happy with that. It's good that you don't want to just be a games athlete. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You want to go there and do well. Um, and he was like, you know, do you, do you think you were ready? Do you think you performed your best compared to regionals? What do you think? And I think you're totally right when you sit like coming, starting regionals with the first and a second, like I was Mm -hmm. so hyped to go into the rest of the weekend opposed to the games, you're digging yourself out of a hole and it was hard. And I don't know, I think sports psychology plays a big role in the games Mm -hmm. and any, I guess any CrossFit event or any sports performance in general, um, it, you definitely have to learn how to keep yourself mentally in check because mm-hmm. if you get in those spots, like you got to keep going and it's challenging to be motivated enough and hype yourself up enough when you're in so deep of a hole, you know? So it's interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think another really interesting thing about both of you is that you both have really serious lives outside of training, <laughs> mm-hmm. which isn't true for a lot of athletes now. Um, just because it's become such a full-time job to be at the level that you're at. And so I'm interested in kind of the decision. I know, Brooke, like you started obviously when you were in high school, you were mm-hmm. on your way to college. And then I've heard you say that people a lot of times have asked you, like, why don't you just take it easy yeah. or take a year off of college? Mm-hmm. You have your whole life ahead of you. So like, why is it so important that you go through school and finish your classes? And then... Yeah, um, I just kind of like thinking about my future, like mm-hmm. I hope to do CrossFit for a really long time, but mm-hmm. there's like lots of factors that could happen and I can't do it anymore. Like what mm-hmm. if I get injured or, um, just anything. So just thinking about my future, I want to fall back on a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I wouldn't want to go back to school. So, I mean, I've even had like family members be like, you should really just like take some time off and see like how good you can get. Mm-hmm. But, um, I just, I've learned time management. And so I've, kind of like learned how to make it work Mm -hmm. so it is I think you're doing okay right now I think so (laughs) I think sometimes it helps too to have something else to kind of focus on so that you're not always focused on training yeah it seems like you do a really good job of that during the day thanks it's really challenging (laughs) it was at first but now it's like I have a routine I Mm -hmm. wake up I go to the gym and then like I recover while I'm in class Mm -hmm. so um I mean I would rather be laying on my couch, but, um, <laughs> at least I'm just sitting there listening to lectures. So, mm-hmm. um, and what are you studying? Business. Business. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not really sure what I want to do down the road, but yeah. I just want something to have when I decide I want to do something else. Very good. And is your plan then once you graduate, your plan is to focus on training full time for a yes, little while. I want to train for a, a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just go from there. I don't really have a plan yet. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really have to. Yeah. <laughs> what do, and then Jess, you found CrossFit, you said around the time you graduated from mm-hmm. nursing school, so you were just starting working, but same thing. Like I know we were talking earlier to Chris, to Christy who started working in a hospital and then she kind of went to school nursing because it worked better for her schedule or I know um, other athletes have done 
basically cut back their hours and worked part time. Mm-hmm. Um, why has it been important for you to still work full time as a nurse? And not only that, but in an emergency room, which is super <laughs> stressful and like yeah. high adrenaline. So it's not really like you can recover right. while you're working. <laughs> yeah. um, so the ER is super cool because they a nurse usually in a hospital, a nurse usually works 7A to 7P or 7P to 7A. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ER offers different shifts. It's really hard to get anything done when you work seven to seven other than just work seven to seven, mm-hmm. regardless AM or PM. Uh, so uh, I work 11 to 11 in the ER and ER nursing is just more my style personality wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got really burnt out on patient care on the floors, having the same patients for 12 hours. The ER is uh, you, you get a patient, you find out what's wrong with them and you send them on their way, whether they get admitted to the hospital or go home or go to a different facility. Um, that's more my style. Like let's fast pace. Let's, yeah, yeah. Fast pace. Let's assess a problem, diagnose and treat it and move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you made a good point when you say it's nice to have s- different outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, I def, I love my gym life and my hospital life because they don't intersect at all. Although I have <laughs> had a couple of girls from work come to the gym the last couple of weeks, oh, which that's is fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> that's so because funny. they've all been talking about it for months and a few of them have finally given in and started coming. So that's super cool. But it's like people at work don't know anything about CrossFit. People mm-hmm. at the gym don't know anything about the hospital. Like mm-hmm. I, I love that. Um, and so, and then I am still working full time because I can't afford not to. And I have school loans that I'm, I've been paying the interest since mm-hmm. I've graduated. And now I've decided it's the worst. I know <laughs> school loans I, are yeah. the worst. And, uh, I'm not discouraging going to get your degree, but it, it does come with consequences of student loans. And I'm one of those people struggling with that. And so, um, my goal is to eventually work full time and use that income as you know, personal, but then use my CrossFit money to pay off my school loans, mm-hmm. um, slowly, but surely getting able, being able to put more and more money towards my school loans because of sponsors and winnings and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, and so I, I consider CrossFit a part-time job or full, a two full-time yeah, jobs. Two full-time jobs, <laughs> yeah. basically. CrossFit is not part-time. Yeah. Uh, I know. So I try to explain to people at the hospital all the time. They're like, why in St. Louis? And I'm like, because there's a CrossFit gym that I like going to here. <laughs> people who don't do CrossFit think that is totally berserk. And, right. But it's like, no, like CrossFit actually is paying my school loans, which is super cool. It's uh, really cool. So the goal would be to, uh, to have two incomes so I can live off of one and pay my school loans with the other one. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think you made a good point about it just being refreshing to be in an environment where no one really knows about CrossFit. Mm -hmm. I found that a lot since I've been in residency. Like every once in a while you run into like, actually I ran into a couple of ER nurses the other day that (laughs) did CrossFit, but, um, but for the most part in your day to day, like people have no idea or like people will be like, Oh, it looks like you work out and you'll get to tell them about CrossFit and maybe like next time they, they see it, they'll learn more and maybe someday they'll join a gym. But um, I think it's also really refreshing. Yeah. And that's the cool thing too. Cause it's funny. Healthcare workers have probably the least healthy lifestyles yeah. and habits. Like I all constantly am talking about the break room and staying away from the treats in the break room. And it's super cool. CrossFit has allowed me to have conversations with people 
when I wouldn't ever have conversations with them before, you know, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Or, you know, I have all a lot of girls at work being like, Jess, I'm just, I, I feel disgusting. I'm fat. I don't know what to do. What can I do? And Mm -hmm. I can refer them to CrossFit. It's community. We're adults. Like we still want friends and stuff to do outside of our homes and work. Um, it's healthy. Someone is telling you what to do. There's so many pros to CrossFit Mm -hmm. that make it so, um, attractive to people. Mm -hmm. it's not hard to convince somebody, which is super cool because it's just, it's a healthy lifestyle. It's a healthy choice. It's the right choice. Um, and so I love being able to just dig into people and invest in that way. You know, it's so true. And it's so true about how unhealthy hospitals are, mm-hmm. especially that's so crazy. Now, I feel right? It's so crazy to think about, but like the, especially like at night, mm-hmm. I notice at night it's super unhealthy. I don't know what it is, but people seem to always bring out all of the sweets mm-hmm. and like the treats and in the nursing units and in the break rooms, there's always mm-hmm. terrible food. Even because... like we have a couple doctors that just bring buckets of candies and muffins. Right. And I'm like, you're a doctor, you know, so much better. Right. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's a huge uphill yeah. battle, but like, I think slowly by, you know, little by little we chip away mm-hmm. and I think that it does make a big difference. Which I'm curious to ask you, the more I, so I've been an ER nurse for a little over two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so studying medicine and I find a lot of times that ER, emergency medicine is kind of slapping a bandaid on the problem mm-hmm. and I'm kind of digging into more holistic health care and, you know, lifestyle choices are really important, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, diet and exercise and can get rid of diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Um, and I find that I almost contradict my morals with my career. Um, and I don't know what's to come and I'm excited to kind of venture into like more holistic health care. Mm-hmm. Does that interest you at all? Like, Oh, are, absolutely. That your- That's exactly why I went into family medicine mm-hmm. is because, well, I think that obviously ER care and hospital care is super important Mm -hmm. and we need that because people need it Mm -hmm. but every not everything but so many things could be prevented on the front end and so that's what we do in family medicine is we try to keep people as healthy as they can be and keep them out of the ER and out of the hospital and so so I do see people and then just refer them to you exactly (laughs) we try to in in our practice we try to catch people who are in the ER and help them establish care so that they're getting regular care and getting healthier but um, but it's interesting. And I actually see a lot of people in more of a holistic or like integrative functional medicine area who started out in an ER and then get frustrated because it's like, I'm seeing the same people over and over again, or I feel like I'm, I'm people, it's like a revolving door and people aren't necessarily getting better. And so they end up doing more kind of primary or like longitudinal care. So really interesting but er is super super important and, and so yeah <laughs> it's important and we're downtown st louis so it's gunshot wounds one of the busiest yeah it's uh like the other night we had a guy come in and we had to like open his chest and he ended up passing away and we got to like look at his heart like physically look at his heart inside of his chest and it was just so so surreal yeah like it, the experiences that it's brought is, are unbelievable um, you realize how fragile human life is. Yeah. But how amazing the human body is yeah. at the same time. It's just like, like the doctor was literally pumping the heart and it's like, that works for a little while, you know, <laughs> like, that's crazy. Cool. Wow, so crazy. <laughs> but, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to kind of, Brooke, you kind of told us a little bit of your day to day, but what are some of the habits or practices that you use every single day, whether it's 
with your training or your warm up or your recovery, nutrition, things that you found to be helpful? Um, okay, so I'll go through my day. Okay. Um, so every morning I pretty much get up about like seven o'clock and then try to be in the gym by eight. Mm-hmm. And then my first class is at nine thirty. So okay. I mean sometimes I'll go for a run, not necessarily in the gym, but mm-hmm. um I'll get like one session out of the way and then go to class until twelve thirty. So it's nice, I only have three hours. Okay. Um and then go home, eat and do my other session and then um go back home eat again and then sometimes I have a third session not always Mm -hmm. um and then I'll go do my third session and the rest of the day is just um focus on recovering and um doing homework Mm -hmm. so I mean like during the week I'm very busy don't really have any extra time Mm -hmm. um but I just recently like well not recently it's been like a year now started counting macros okay so um that's my nutrition okay like and do you work with anyone that. specific yeah that. so I work out with um a d from working with okay. against gravity i love and, her yeah she's so <laughs> cool i love her um so yeah she's been very helpful um so that's my nutrition um and your all of your programming is with ben, ben bergeron. bergeron yes okay. um so he sends my my programming every day and Does and do you get that um i have a google doc okay. so um it's very, I mean, like it's not always the night before, but mm-hmm. typically it's the night before. So I never really know what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, but sometimes I'll get a couple of days in advance. Okay. So it's kind of nice though, not to have to anticipate. Yeah. No, like, it's kind of fun week. to like yeah. wake up and be like, Hey, what am I doing today? But, <laughs> it's um, exciting. But also sometimes I'll have to be like, okay, what am I doing tomorrow? Because I have a really like big Perfect. schedule mm-hmm. or if I have like a test, um, I'll have to skip my morning session and like wake up and study mm-hmm. and then try to make up for it later in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, pretty similar. Uh, on the days I don't work, we usually like to work. We have open gym at our, I go to CrossFit Gambit. Um, we have open gym from one to four. Right now we just have single sessions. Once we get closer to regionals and the games, we do double sessions mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes triple sessions, but it's usually just like a run or something. That's the extra third mm-hmm. session. Uh, but right now it's usually just one to four. Um, so wake up, have breakfast. I, and on days I'm not working, I sleep in like mm-hmm. nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah. How uh, many hours of sleep do you guys get usually? Um, I get like nine to 10. I try yeah. to, I try to get eight as much as possible. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always work with my schedule. Yeah. Depending on if I have tests or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the least I'll get, cause if I work two days in a row and I have to train, I'll get, I work 11A to 11P, I'll be sleeping by midnight, and if I have to get up to go to work to work the next day, I'll go to the gym at 6.15, so okay. that's six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so no no less than six, no more than 10. Mm-hmm. When I was working overnights, there's some days I would sleep like 20 to 36 oh hours. Oh my gosh, yeah, wow. Crazy. Um, but yeah, the 11 to 11 has been the best so far. Um, so... Wake up, breakfast, and I always make sure I try to get, like, I also follow macros, 60 to 80 grams of carbs, a little protein, little to no fat. Um, post-workout, I'll eat as soon as possible. Um, and then my biggest thing lately has just been mobilizing and recovering. Um, make sure you get enough food after your workout. And then I try to stretch at least an hour. I try to stretch an hour, like, four nights a week. Wow. Um and so, do you do anything specific or follow any specific 
programming or so are you programming just programming yeah. is Kelly Jackson's husband Andrew Essig mm-hmm. which I guess Kelly is technically Kelly Essig but people don't know that <laughs> um, he does our programming he's done Kelly's for years he did Alex Lachances when she qualified for the games mm-hmm. um, super talented uh, we call it Saiyan training um, so he do, he's done my program programming for the last year and couple months um, and then the stretching is just whatever I feel is necessary. Mm-hmm. I try to run through my legs and upper body. Um, couch stretching is my favorite. Yes, I cannot get enough of that. <laughs> and it's, I'm, my hips are still always way too tight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love watching the members work out at the gym. So there's a, there's a 4, 5, 6, and 7 p.m. Uh, so I'll usually just go up there and watch. And then we have additional weightlifting classes and gymnastics classes. Just sit in and watch and, you know, catch up with the members while I mobilize Mm -hmm. and that, you know, makes my hour go by a little faster. Uh, and then I don't like to, you know, go home, have my last meal dinner, which is usually a very fatty meal because I like to eat my fats, not around my workouts, uh, and go to bed, you know, at 10 o'clock the latest. Yeah. I've kind of found that like, instead of doing one long session, I like to do like shorter, Mm -hmm. more sessions. Mm -hmm. So do you eat? So do you, if you have a long session, do you eat during your session at all that's why I don't like to do long ones because yeah. <laughs> I start to get really hungry get at the hungry. end and then it's true yeah so then, I yeah find like little things like mm-hmm. fuel for fires are yeah awesome um or just like greater than is one of my sponsors they have a couple of those that keep my blood sugar up yeah um and then my Epsom salt baths. I'm uh, <laughs> so the good. Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> I um, like. I tweaked my back the other day. It was we were doing the lift off, and I was trying to snatch 195 and tweaked my back a little bit. And we had to get on the plane the next day. Mm-hmm. So I just soaked in the tub for an hour and then stretched. Like did my couch stretch and got everything in my lower body loose. And I've had no back pain. I swear by stretching and oh baths. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to start journaling more. Mm-hmm. Um, I started like I check in with a D every Sunday mm-hmm. for nutrition. Me too. I have to do uh, that yeah, later dude. today. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> but um, I feel like I'm just like kind of um, like going over my whole week. It's really nice to sh- like think about how did I feel this week. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like she's more than like a nutritionist. She's like a life coach. Yeah, like totally. Just kind of like tell her what's going on in my life, and so I think that's been like a big help just to kind of like see how my weeks are going, see what mm-hmm. I need to fix or whatever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What motivates you guys? Why do you keep training as hard as you're training and doing the other things that you're doing? Um, or like training as hard as you are, despite the fact that you're in school, that you're working full time. You know, what is the reason why you keep doing this? Um, I think I just really want to inspire other people. Um, I'm so young and I just like, I want people to understand that they can do more than just school, Mm -hmm. um, that they can do both. Mm -hmm. And, um, just like that muscles are beautiful and that that's, I just, if I can inspire anyone by doing what I do, that's what motivates me to do it. Yeah. I think I a hundred percent agree as just having this conversation with somebody else is since regionals, I've had so many girls mess or I guess girls and guys message me saying, you know, I'm a nurse too. And like, Mm -hmm. you're the reason I went to the gym today. Like I usually wouldn't have gone. I'm so tired, but it's like you get to just inspire people, which is the most rewarding part of this Mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's also like, okay, you've gotten yourself this far. You got to keep going. (laughs) You don't want to show up to regionals and not be able to perform. And like when I'm doing assault bike workouts, I'm always like, come on, you got to condition yourself. (laughs) You got to keep going. (laughs) Um, that's, Yes, a conversation I oftentimes have. Yes. Um, and then, you know, I think both of us would agree that, like, 
God's given us That's these gifts. Yeah, yeah, like God's get, bless us with these gifts, and uh, it it's come pretty natural for both of us. Mm-hmm. And it's like we'd be crazy not to use these gifts to give back and uh, just be able to showcase what you're capable of. And it's it's the most reward. Like this weekend, we we were just here hanging out, um, judging a little bit, interacting with. Uh, skilled and there were some regional athletes here but just being able to invest in them and Mm -hmm. give giving words of encouragement that Mm -hmm. you know I know I someone did that for me when I was first starting so it's cool to now return the favor and do that for somebody else absolutely I mean it's cool to be sitting here with you I used to look up to you (laughs) (laughs) always always a good time hanging out and I think you guys are obviously doing that and it's so cool to see what an impact you can have on different people and you in so many ways that you probably don't even realize the people that don't even come up to you and tell you the stories we've heard like just random stories this weekend there Mm -hmm. was a guy that came up to me and he was like Jess I just want you to know he's like the first CrossFit workout that I saw was one of you and Brooke and he's like I used to be 300 pounds and I just want you to know like you two girls have just been and it was a guy he's like you two girls have been so inspiring for me and it was like that's awesome like thank you for like that keeps me going like that's encouraging for me to know that we're making a difference in somebody else's Mm -hmm. life that we don't even know you know it's it's amazing it's so true some of that has made me be more conscious in my life about making sure that I tell people when they inspire me or when their actions yeah. like have an impact on me because you realize, wow, it really makes a difference when someone comes up to you and tells yeah. you the way that like you did something that you didn't think was a big deal, but it influenced them somehow. So you I feel, feel like, like you're like one in a million yeah. like, of a million that like tell them and then, but really they just love to hear it. So. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Does it stress you guys out at all to be at events like this where you don't have as much control over like being able to do your normal training routine or maybe get as much sleep or eat the way that you normally would when you're at home and how do you kind of balance that I'm being honest it does stress me out a little yeah. bit I mean yeah. I'm just speaking yeah. from experience like this kind of stuff used to stress me out so much yeah because um, <laughs> every day matters yeah and literally yeah. when you yeah. get to this point every single training day matters sure <laughs> like um Ben actually gave me my programming for the whole weekend mm-hmm. so I ended up doing my Friday training and then doing half of my Saturday training mm-hmm. on Friday mm-hmm. and then um the other stuff that he had programmed for me was like just breathing hard. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the warm up area, we were just doing workouts while yeah. other individuals were like warming up for to compete. Yeah. So I'm um, thankfully we had the warm up area to get some exercising in. Um, nutrition is like I don't really like eating out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, I don't prefer to do it, but it doesn't like stress me out as much as getting my training in mm-hmm. does. And um, sleep. Mm. We didn't get much sleep the first night. The second night was second okay. night was better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it is good to do stuff like this because mm-hmm. regionals isn't at home. The games aren't at mm-hmm. home. And so it's, it is good practice to like learn how to eat when you're traveling and learn how to function as a CrossFit Games athlete when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, make time to go stretch. Make time to take a bath. Yeah. I mean, when I get stressed <laughs> out about it, I just kind of think about how like thankful I am mm-hmm. that I'm here and like um, right. that I'm honored that people want to meet me and hang mm-hmm. out with me. And mm-hmm. so I'm... Um, that's just kind of what keeps me sane. But, <laughs> so we, you know, Brooke, she's picks and chooses which events she goes mm-hmm. to. And it's like, no, like we can't be traveling every week. And like, you yeah, do right. have to be selfish and say no to some things and stay and be like, even family. Like sure. uh, we both live away from our families within driving distance. So mm-hmm. yeah, we could go home lots of weekends, but we d- like my yeah. Saturdays and Sundays. It's like, no, like I need to be there for my Saturday session and I need to not do anything on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. 
Um, so there's yeah, a lot of sacrifices that you have to yeah. make for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could do all the events. But <laughs> it just won't work. Yeah. Right. And these events are very stri- like strenuous just cause you're yeah. on your feet, you're interacting with people, you're, mm-hmm. you're on, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, at, like at the end of last night we were all just, or like we well, wanted to yeah. hang out so bad. We're yeah. like, we never see well, these people. So right. the first night, I think, I think last night we had a great time, but like oh, yeah. the first night we were all just like dead. We, we were traveling yeah. and saying, you know, meet and greets and, uh, it, it's exhausting, but it, it's a good exhausting. I, mm-hmm. I'm not complaining by any means, but mm-hmm. yeah. as far as our athletic careers, it's, yeah, we got to be careful of how much energy we're expending. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. I want to finish up with three questions I ask everyone. Okay. So the first one is the three things you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. So top three things. You can go first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some time to drink water. Uh, That's such a good and so hard to do. I feel like in the hospital too. Mm -hmm. I always forget. I carry my water bottle everywhere, and I even (laughs) leave it at work, and I like have to go to work to get it because I on my off days I like I carry it everywhere I go. I'm always I try to drink. My, I do nutrition with Jordan Feigenbaum and he tells me five liters a day and that's freaking hard. That's a lot of water. <laughs> uh, and I'm, b- we pee all the time. Um, so drink water, stretch, and then just, you know, being conscious of what you are putting in your body, you know, food, drink, sweeteners, mm-hmm. uh, chemicals, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, one thing that I love to like learn about being healthy, mm-hmm. um, or just like not even being healthy, but just everything that I can learn. I just love to soak that up. Mm-hmm. So, um, love learning. Um, I think drink water was a really good one. And then another one would be like journaling. I'm not very good at it yet, but that's something that I think that will really help day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes maybe into my next question, which is one thing you think would have a big impact, but you don't do all the time or you have a hard time implementing it. Okay, you can go, I would say journaling, journaling. but I'll come up with something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess just, you know, going outside of your box and doing what's not comfortable more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, shy away from the stuff that is comfortable and do the stuff that is uncomfortable. When you get to this point in the game, it's you've got to be well-rounded at everything. Mm-hmm. So those things that you're not good at uh, really harp on those. Yeah, yeah, I think one thing um, other than journaling is um, stretching. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very good stretcher. <laughs> she um, never stretches. She told me this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, there, it's no excuse. But I feel like when I'm in the gym, like, I just need to get my stuff done. done like, yeah. I need to get going. I don't like just being a student. I don't feel like I have enough time to get mm-hmm. everything in. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that kind of like part lacks. of your recovery that you keep talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I recover. In class, <laughs> while you're sitting stretch. at a desk, yeah, yeah. But, um, while your hips are like, ah. yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely something I could do like at night if I have sure. some downtime. Even studying, I could just lay on the floor and study and stretch mm-hmm. a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's something that I really need to work on, for sure. And that's that's hard to do. Yeah, I, um, I can I add one more. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's so many things we can all yeah, work yeah. on. Yeah, just the um, <laughs> what makes what are good. Uh, yeah good things for your health and wellness and fitness, Mm -hmm. just good movement patterns. Mm -hmm. Find somebody that can teach you how to move correctly Mm -hmm. has been the biggest thing in my 2016, 2017 season was Kelly Jackson taught me how to move Mm -hmm. and like move efficiently and move well. Um, which just enhanced my training and training efficiently, Mm -hmm. my squat, my snatch, my wall balls, like my handstand walking. There's all these little things. If you can find somebody who moves well themselves and can teach how to move well, it's huge. 
That's so huge and saves you so much energy. Like you mm-hmm. don't realize, but every single rep, it can save you so much energy. And then in the long run, you're saving tons of time. And yeah, yeah. that's a good one. All right. Last one is what does a healthy life look like to you? Um, I think balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do so, or also like being happy doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like I don't really like running, so I'm not going to run every day. I really enjoy CrossFit, so I think that's why I do it all the time. Um, just finding something that you like and doing it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to do what you hate doing. So, I agree 100%. Uh, I like when people are asking me about diets and stuff. I say I do macros, but that doesn't mean it's for you. You got to find yeah. what works for you, what you like to do, what you find challenging in mm-hmm. a fun way. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you will be compliant. Um, and sur- the, your surroundings, who you surround yourself with. For example, my boyfriend Tony and our friend Tyler are the funnest, happiest, just love to have a good time, are relaxed. They make like they don't drink, smoke, you know, they're good guys. And the people you surround yourself with is a huge, mm-hmm. you, you know, it, it's huge. So true. Yeah. yeah. So true. Well, thank you guys so much for Thanks chatting for with me. Yeah. This was super fun. <laughs> and that's it. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I loved chatting with Brooke and Jessica and I loved hearing more about what motivates them to balance their games training with school and careers. I love their perspective and wanting to use their own unique gifts to inspire others. And I think they're absolutely doing that now. Many of us try to find balance between work, family, hobbies, etc. And I want to know, why do you choose to balance the things that you do? Think about it, spend some time reflecting, and let me know what you come up with on social media using hashtag PursuingHealth. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com, and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. This episode is brought to you by Mobility Wad. Do you struggle to get into good positions in your training and workouts? Are your movement compensations causing you undue pain and grief? MWOD's belief is that every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. For nearly 10 years, Mobility WOD has been the go-to for the world's best athletes and teams. Do you know what hundreds of Olympic and world-class athletes, professional teams in the NFL, MLB, basketball, hockey, rugby, and soccer, and dozens of universities all have in common? They use Mobility Wad to train and compete at their best. I first took Dr. Kelly Surrett's Movement and Mobility course in 2013, and since then have read his books and followed his videos for ideas on how to address my own movement restrictions. But sometimes having all this information can become overwhelming, which is why I think the real genius is in the MWOD subscription. As part of this subscription, you have access to not only hundreds of hours of video content that can be filtered based on your specific questions, but also a daily 10-minute Mobility WOD video. You just log in and follow Kelly's instructions as if he is there coaching you in person for 10 minutes per day. 
You may pick up certain exercises that you wish to incorporate on a regular basis before or after your workouts. But at the very least, by following this daily program, you know you are addressing a wide range of movement patterns and body parts on a regular basis without having to think about it. I often do these sessions first thing in the morning or before bed as a way to wind down from the day. In addition, you have access to an on-ramp sequence and a 14-day mobility challenge that helps you understand the basics and identify the areas you personally need to focus on. You can lean on the MWOD community and discussion boards to learn from others who have been through similar situations or injuries. And if you need more personalized help, you can use the MWOD list to find a like-minded practitioner in your area. It's easy to become part of the Mobility Wad community, but for being a Pursuing Health listener, you can receive 20% off an annual membership with code Julie Fouché. That's J-U-L-I-E-F-O-U-C-H-E-R. Just visit www.mobilitywad.com. Full potential, full power. Full power.